This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Lacey. And I'm Ashley. This is United States of Murder... The Patreon. The, the October Patreon. Yeah. yeah, the spooky ooky Patreon. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Dun, dun, dun. Folklore, urban legends, ghost stories, tall tales. Whatever you choose to call them, we've all heard them. Bloody Mary, the deranged man with a hook for a hand, and my personal favorite, I'm on the first step. I want my toe. Lacey's looking what? at me. You know the one where the old woman digs up what she thinks is a root and puts it in a stew for dinner, and it ends up being a big toe, and then the person comes to claim it. There's so much more to Halloween than trick-or-treating and costumes. <laughs> this time of year, all that spooky shit that Lacey and I can't get enough of is encouraged. This is our time to shine. Haunted houses, scary movies, and all the weird. One of my favorite things is scary stories. Every family has them, everyone has heard one, and everyone knows someone who it happened to. You know, the calls coming from inside the house. What better way to get you in the spooky season mood than with some creepy folklore tales from around the world? So lock your doors. Grab a blanket and curl up with a cocktail. Here we go. Dun, dun, dun. I've never heard of that toe woman. Are what? you serious? No, I've never heard. Do you know what it's called? Uh, no. Uh-huh. I'm on the first step. Give me my toe. I'm in your living room. Me, and she's hiding. Uh-uh. I've never heard it. Uh, Girl. I'm interested, though, for If sure. you've heard that... Yeah, let us, let us know. It's in that spooky Is it in- stories book. Oh, Okay. The, I, what is it called? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Spooky stories to tell in the dark yes. or something. Or yeah. scary stories to tell yeah, in the dark. Scary. Yes. So when I was a little girl, I loved to stay with my grandma, the one who gets all of my credit for the fascination with horror movies and true crime. I am one of 47 grandkids and too many to count great grandkids. And she used to tell us spooky stories. And then send us to bed. Love that. I'm like, really? Really? You just told us the most horrifying story ever. Sleep tight. Yeah. And then you're like. Don't let the snatch, snitch, snatch bite. Scratch. The scratch. She loved to scare us all half to death. And then she'd tell us, if you don't be good and go to sleep, raw head and bloody bones will get you. So if you're one of my cousins that happened to listen You probably are laughing your ass off right now because you have no doubt heard Grandma Griggs tell you about her infamous raw head and bloody bones story. We always thought she made the story up, along with the old scratch. Yes, there were many, many booger stories that she told us. But when I was coming, trying to come up with something to talk about for this folklore episode, lo and behold... I came across the tale of Rawhead and Bloody Bones. When I tell you, I fucking screamed out loud and was laughing hysterically. I've never heard it, so I'm super interested. So many That's memories. So, weird. so many memories. 
So without further ado, mm. there's an old nursery rhyme that goes, Raw head and bloody bones steals naughty children from their homes, takes them to his dirty den, and they are never seen again. Lacey's like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I cannot imagine telling Horrifying. Max this story, yeah. first of all. But all nursery rhymes yeah, have they, some sort of- dark. Like Ring Around the Rosy. Uh, the, yeah. Is it Bubonic Plague? Yes. <laughs> so there are many, many versions of the story. One is a lean, naked giant with pale skin and large, grasping hands and uh, his head is, like, all mangled. Like, this is a nightmare. Wide staring eyes and blood dripping down his face. He has a lair somewhere piled high with the bones of children where he sits and waits. When he senses prey, he unfolds his arms and legs like a giant spider. He likes to hide in cupboards and under staircases. Some stories he's found near water, mostly like ponds and things like that. He was first referenced in 1548 in an anti-Catholic book called The Will of the Devil, The Last Will and Testament of the Devil. And it basically talks about all the shit the devil's going to do to you when you go to hell. Gosh. Apparently, Rawhead and Bloody Bones was the devil's secretary, if you will, in the court of hell. So he is writing down all the things. I'm thinking of the show Evil. Like how yes. they're in an office setting, literal 100%. office. 100%. Yeah, That's exactly what came to my mind. How weird. So 80 years later, England's people start associating him with an actual person named Thomas Lunsford. And everyone hated him. Hmm. He was a royal... He was an asshole, and there was a rumor that he was also a pirate that they called Bloody Bones because he ate children. In 1649, he and his family moved to Virginia. I don't know if he had enslaved people, but the people who bought the plantation after him did. So the tale is growing and growing from generation to generation, There's no doubt that these stories were passed down to those enslaved and they would go on to tell their children. So they take some of these stories and just kind of make them their own. In 1935, there was a book written called Mules and Men, African-American Folklore from New Orleans. And this book contains a story of a man named High Walker. Every time he walks through the boneyard, he cries out, Rise up, bloody bones, and shake yourself. And all the bones would come together and shake. So one day he is walking through, and there is a skull of a devil man. This is one who has sold their soul to the devil. And he kicks it down the road. And he tells it, rise up and shake yourself. And it doesn't, so he kicks it again. The skull tells him to watch himself. He runs back and tells his owner, that this had happened. And the owner, of course, doesn't believe him, thinks he's full of shit. So he tells him, come with me and I'll show you. And if it doesn't speak, then you can chop my head off. So they go back and he begins kicking it and calls out to it again and nothing happens. So guess what? He gets his head chopped off by his owner. So in Tennessee in the 1940s, 
there is another book called God Bless the Devil, The Liar's Bench Tales. And this story is about a little boy named John Weathers. And he was a bad little boy. Oh, gosh. His mom told him, don't kick frogs or it'll be... Or it will bring bad luck. Or just don't kick frogs, you weirdo. So he didn't listen, and then the cow didn't give milk. What? So the story goes on, and honestly, the shit he was doing was not that bad. Like counting his teeth. Apparently, you're not supposed to count your teeth. Or sit in a chair backwards. Oh, gosh. But the cornbread burnt, and then their baby got sick. So finally, the mother says, Don't have the Sunday moans for fear of old raw head and bloody bones. Like, don't moan because you Mm -hmm. have to get up and go to church. For fear of old raw Mm -hmm. head and bloody bones. And he does. And then raw head and bloody bones get him that night. He turns into a grease spot on the counter, and the next morning his mom washes him away. The Arkansas version of raw head and bloody bones is about an ugly old witch. And her name was Betty. Betty. She lived in the woods and made potions and grew herbs for the townspeople. And she had a pet razorback hog. Stop. When was this originated? The 40s. Okay. <laughs> obviously, uh, for those of you all it's a razorback. No, that's our sport. Big oh, sports, Jesus Christ. Whatever you want to call it, the razorbacks. So apparently this pig, this hog, sorry, runs around crazy and will get into her potions and magic herbs and eat them. And he follows her around everywhere. And the townspeople said they saw him standing on his hind legs and walking around like a human. It's animal farm. She calls the hog Rawhead. One day she didn't come to town with him and they asked where he was and she says, I haven't seen him. So everyone's like, we'll keep an eye out for your razorback hog. When she gets home, she puts another potion together, pours it into a bowl, and asks it where the hog is. She sees a hunter gathering up hogs, and he's taken other people's hogs, too. Just all the all the hogs he can see. He's a hog thief. He's, a, he's calling the hogs. He's got all the hogs, and he's taking them to slaughter. Oh, man. The last picture she sees is raw head and his bloody bones, and she is furious. She pulls out a secret book and begins to chant raw head and bloody bones. Oh my god. The lights go out and a lightning bolt shoots out of the sky and hits Rawhead's skint head and body. It rolls down the hill to a pile of bones and she shouts, "Get up and dance." Rawhead takes the claws from bears, teeth from a panther and a raccoon's tail. And kind of forms himself kind of all cute. together <laughs> like a transformer, okay. basically, sounds in my a mind. Cute, I'm not gonna lie. So, Rawhead, no, I mean, come on, that's adorable. No, this is a what if booger. it was a possum tail? It could have been way scarier. A raccoon tail's cute. That's really that's that's this is oh. all true. So, Rawhead goes to the hunter's barn and hides and waits for him to return. And when the hunter comes back, Rawhead kills him. So these stories vary, obviously, very much. There is even a song written by the one and only Dolly Parton called Bloody Bones. Oh, my gosh. Look it up. Because she also grew up in Tennessee like my grandmother. Uh Uh-huh. And her mother told the kids the story 
of raw head and bloody bones. <laughs> and also about the scratch. What's up with all these old people and their scary I'm stories. telling you. <laughs> That's a lost generation. You it know? really is. There's also a book on Amazon called Raw Head and Bloody Bones, The African-American Tales of the Supernatural. Hmm. There's also an episode of The Supernatural. Oh, my gosh. Season one, episode 12, about Rawhead and then, Bloody Bones. Okay, I've seen that years. I mean, right. it's been so long. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to rewatch that. So, basically, this is just a cautionary tale yeah. to children to Aren't stay in all? bed, don't go near water. Or frogs. And behave, or Rawhead and Bloody Bones will get you. That so is so... Spooky. I've never heard that in my life. A- apparently, it's like international. Oh, my gosh. So, my yeah. grandma never told us where the story came from. Like I said, we all you assumed she, she made, made it, it up. up. Yeah. But she grew up picking cotton, chopping cotton in Memphis. Uh-huh. And I'm sure that the story yeah. got told to her during the day. You know, they probably chopped yeah. cotton and told stories and huh. that's where it came from. And then she passed it down to her kids Gosh. and to her grandkids. And I have not told Max about Raw Head and Bloody Bones. I did ask my sister if she had told her little girl about Raw Head and Bloody Bones. And she was like, absolutely fucking not. I'm going to tell my kid that story. I'm like, I know. But we all knew it. Yeah, that's so we funny. We all I- kn- have heard our grandma tell us a horrifying story. We were terrified. Mm-hmm. She had a I'm, basement, well, and we'd be kid, like, uh-uh, I'm not going down that basement raw and bloody bones is down there. You know what? If I don't have kids, but my attic is a danger zone, the steps, everything up there. I'm 100% like, I might tell raw head them, lives up there. Raw head and bloody bones are up there. There's no doubt in my mind. Don't go up there. He's up there <laughs> in one of your crawl spaces. It would be a cautionary tale. That yes. You do not ever go in. Don't, don't do it. Yeah. I'm, Raw, Rawhead might be up above us oh, right fuck. now. Who's to say? Mm-mm. We're too old. He don't want us. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't That's want us. That's the plus side of getting older. That's true. And not being a virgin. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants you either. I mean, oh you God. know. <laughs> That's true. It's like virgins and children. That's, That's the, it. You're done. Oh, my gosh. Did you remember that movie, Cherry Falls? Mm-mm. It was like, it was a killer, of course, killing virgins. No. That was so long ago, uh, but that's so good. It's creepy. What do you have? I want to hear what you have. Well, part of me is like, have I said this exact story before about La Llorona? No. I know I've talked about it a I lot. think we've talked about it, but you've never – I don't think. Like, have I spilled the history and stuff? I mean, I, I know remember. the history, but I don't know. It's I don't think it's because you told me. I don't okay. remember. If, so, if you have, then you know what? Too bad, people. Yeah, We're sorry. It again. So before I mention it, have you ever heard about La Llorona? I saw the movie. Okay. I was about to say there is a movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I, it got bad reviews. Well, so, you, know. you know. Yeah. So she's also called the weeping woman. That's what La Llorona actually means. So the weeping woman's a very important part of New Mexico cultural folklore here in the U.S. and some parts – of the Southwest, like some parts of Texas, Arizona, that area, basically the desert, South California. But it's also told throughout Mexico, Central America, and South America. So there are countless versions of this story depending on who it's by, but I'm just going to tell you one of them. Long ago, lived a woman named Maria 
who was married to a rich conquistador. Mm. Mm-hmm. They had two children and everything was great. Then the marriage hit a rough patch. He was probably cheating. No, I don't know. Damn I'm it. just I'm just assuming. Damn it, conquistadors. You, you know how a conquistador you know how they is. Are. They get around. So he began spending less and less time at home. He was busy conquistadoring. But whenever he was home, he only paid attention to the children. Never <sighs> Maria. So one day, Maria happened to see her husband with another woman. Suspicions confirmed. She was obviously enraged by this. And heartbroken. Heartbroken. So she took her children with her down to a river and drowns them both, which... I don't understand. Not trying to interrupt you, but I always do. (laughs) But... (laughs) I you know. see that even the drowning even, children stuff is so unsettling. But like even in now times, nowadays, when relationships go south, moms and dads both are guilty. Of, mm-hmm. They kill the children to hurt the other person, and I'm like, what the fuck did they do? Like, exactly. It's just like their items. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Anyways, continue with your heartbreaking yeah, story. Yeah, I know it is. Well, immediately she regrets her decision. And tries to save them. No take backs. I'm like, lady, th- what? And she can't. Obviously. They're, they're, they're dead. Drowned. Yeah. She is consumed with guilt over this, and then she drowns herself, which would be really hard to do, I think. Like, that would be a very difficult way to kill yourself. Yeah, because it seems like your body's fight or flight would kick in. and you Yeah, wouldn't. I just always think, is it Virginia Woolf that put a bunch of rocks in her uh-huh. pockets? Uh-huh. Oh, so dark. Anyway, after death... She does not enter heaven, but she doesn't enter hell either, probably because she was guilty and remorseful. I don't know. So she's in purgatory. She is absolutely forced to be in purgatory. So what her purgatory is, is to be on earth and roam until she finds her two children. Mm -mm. Legend has it that she's dressed in a white dress and is always weeping at night, usually by a river. Or a body of water. She's often heard crying out, where are my children? Mm -mm. If she comes across any children during her search, she will pull them into the river and drown them and claim them as her own in an attempt to fool God. Oh my. Trying to say, these are my kids. I found. So this legend may have originated in 1520 with the Spanish conquest of Mexico. One story claims she was an indigenous mistress of the conquistador Hernan Cortez. Her punishment for those she betrayed was to be banished from society, and she was destined to eternity without a home. Her listless nights were spent roaming the streets of Santa Fe, northern New Mexico. I mean, it could have been worse. She's tracking. (laughs) Right. Northern New Mexico and other parts of the Southwest as she searched for her lost children, which was metaphoric for her lost culture. Like being indigenous and uh, being, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. So stories of the wailing female phantoms are also common in other folklore, including Aztec, Greek, and Hebrew mythology. So in Southwestern and Mexican culture, her stories often told the children to encourage them not to wander off after dark. So some articles I read said it's not uncommon for her to be used to discourage bad behavior, just like... You better behave or law your own is going to get you. And then rawhead and bloody bones. <laughs> exactly. So similar. And sometimes it's just to 
used to keep kids away from water. Well, yeah. Kids that play outside, don't go near the river, she'll get you. So there's an episode on Supernatural about this. Sabrina, Grimm. So you probably saw it on Grimm. She makes Love an appearance. Grimm. And for those who have seen The Haunting of Bly Manor, which came out on Netflix about two years Loved ago. It. Loved major it. parallel with the uh-huh. woman in white. Uh-huh. Very similar. She's weeping, going into the water. Mm-hmm. And there are so many pieces of art out there depicting her. And they're really freaking creepy. I'm going to have to post some of it. But there's a lot of different stories out there for just – the white woman, the woman in white, the weeping woman. You hear so many of them. I have a second woman to warn you about. And it's another legend used by parents to scare their children into kids cannot behaving win. kids. It's always about the kids. So since we have some UK patrons, I wanted to show them some love. My sister-in-law, who's a patron, is from the UK. And I DM'd her, hey, do you know about Black Annis? And she's like, the boogeyman? Yeah. She's like, duh. <laughs> duh. Everyone knows about that. So they probably all know about Black Annis, but... I never did. I never did either until I read about this. So she's sometimes known as Black Agnes and is a witch-like demon. Mm, my favorite. Yeah. And she's a gnarly one. They're, I'm going to have to post pictures of all these creepy things. Ugh. So she's a witch that's said to live deep within a cave in Dane Hills, Leicestershire. And every so often she ventures out into the surrounding area to find some human flesh to feast on, preferably that of a child. It's always the children. There's said to be a big oak tree near the entrance of the cave, and legend has it that she used her iron claws to dig her cave out of the side of a sandstone cliff. Like a dog. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. So the origin isn't completely known, but some experts say she relates to Danu in Celtic mythology. Some say she's associated with hell in Norse mythology. So again, all over the place. According to English historian Ronald Hutton, the legend of Black Anna stems from a real person who went by the name of Agnes Scott, which is why she's sometimes Mm -hmm. called Black Agnes. Agnes Scott was a Dominican nun who looked after a community of lepers in Leicestershire and lived in solitude within the Dane Hills Caves. It's believed that over time, the memory of the nun was distorted and her legend morphed into that of Black Annis. Black Annis is a ferocious witch who hunts at night for children to capture and sheep to eat. It's a specific diet. After she had eaten the children, she is said to have hung their skin on the old oak tree to dry. Once dried, she would sew them into her skirt, which was made purely of child skin. Ew. It's, yeah. It's like Ed Gein. Yeah, yeah. And his nipple belt. Oh, God, the nipple belt. Yeah, you're right. She is said to hang the carcasses of her prey outside the cave. You could often hear Black Annis before seeing her, and her hunting wails and screeches would echo from the hills throughout the area. Locals in the area believe that Black Annis reached into their windows at night and would snatch children to bring them back to her lair. That's terrifying. I know. It's also said that some of the houses there have small windows to deter her from their homes. So they would they would also place protective herbs above the windows to keep themselves safe. So only a small single arm could get in the window. So they built the windows small over time. Yeah, and terrifying. And the herbs like the salt, like how yeah. you sprinkle the salt. Yeah, exactly. Traditions state that when she would grind her sharp teeth, people could hear her. 
which would give them time to bolt their doors shut and stay far away from the windows. That reminds me of like a banshee. Yeah, kind like the of. screaming of a banshee. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know. That's or, scary you know, too. Later in life, when I got older, that that was the expression when people would say, it's screaming, screaming like, like a, a banshee. banshee. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, you're right. Mm-mm. She has long, pointy facial features, menacing eyes, jet black hair, like straw, and sharp claws for catching her prey. That sounds like my dating Who's, profile. Stop it. <laughs> Since she's lived in a cave for so long, her skin is faded, it's pale blue, and her eyes almost look translucent. Ugh. Some report that she only has one eye left. And, of course, she has her razor-sharp teeth that jut out of her mouth like a bulldog. Mm-mm. Of course, all kinds of people are saying they know where this cave is, but the most widely attributed is Scraptoff, which is cave. And some people believe she lives there still today. It's like the Bigfoot, you know? People yeah. believe. The cave is located in a small forest in the outskirts of a small village in Leicestershire called Scraptoff, so... The village is roughly five miles east of the city center and has a population of around 2,000 people. The earliest known written reference to Black Annis was an 18th century title deed that referred to a parcel of land as Black Annie's Bower Close. Ew. The first volume of County Folklore, 1895, published by the Folklore Society, and it mentions two such title deeds dated May 13th, and 14th of 1764. So many modern conceptions of Black Annis were popularized in a poem by John Hayrick, given in full in county folklore, but I'm going to read you an excerpt here. Tis said the soul of mortal man recoiled to view Black Annis's eyes so fierce and wild. Vast talons fell with human flesh there grew in place of hands and features livid blue. Glared in her visage, whilst her obscene waist, warm skins of human victims close embraced. Not without terror, they the cave survey, where hung the monstrous trophies of her sway. Tis said that in the rock large rooms were found, scooped with her claws beneath the flinty ground. In a more exciting thing to me, Black Annis was represented in monstrous cat form. <laughs> Oh, she's one of my ferals. I have she's a black just a cat. Big cat. Yeah, and the legend led to a local ritual in early spring when a dead cat would be dragged before a pack of hounds in front of her bower to celebrate the end of winter. Yeah, this stuff is crazy. That's horrible. According to Catherine Briggs, this drag hunt was held on Easter Monday, also known as Black Monday, and led from Annis's bower to the mayor of Leicestershire's house. The bait was dragged on a dead cat. Drenched in aniseed. Ooh, what? This custom died out at the end of the 18th century, thank God, not oh. soon enough. And another tradition stated that Black Annis, in the form of Cat Anna, lived in the cellars beneath the castle, where there was an underground passage extending from the cellars to the Dane Hills, along which she ran. In 1837, a play called Black Anna's Bower, or The Maniac of Dane Hills, was performed at the theater. The plot involved the murder of a landlady of the Blue Boar Inn, in which the Black Anna played a similar part to that of one of the witches in Macbeth. All in all, she's a British boogeyman. But Ew. 
especially if you're one of our UK listeners and you know about Black Annis or you were told, give us what you were told as a kid. Because it's all different. It is all different. And we have two friends that were born and raised in Mexico, mm-hmm. one in Mexico City. I'm not sure where the other lives. And I asked them both about this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, one of them was like, oh my gosh, like, he's still to this day like, <laughs> like scared. No. Like, I believe it. It's scary. It's terrifying. I was told that as a kid, yada, yada. The other friend was like, yeah, that's a bunch of BS. Oh, but, I bet I can guess which one was which. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's a bunch of BS. And uh, yeah, I was told it as a kid. Everyone was. But I asked him to talk about it on here and he said he hates his voice and we can't record him. I'm like, come on. Oh my on. gosh. We hear you talk, fool. <laughs> I know. I'm, I can understand that. I, it's, I have exposure therapy. We have to listen to ourselves now. I'm like, I don't even freaking care anymore. <laughs> But, yeah. All right. Well, guess what else? What? I have, since we were talking about, like, the crazy things that our grandparents Mm -hmm. told us, like, don't sleep on your back or you'll have nightmares or whatever the other shit we were talking about. Because my grandma used to tell me the craziest superstitions. I believe you after that story. And so I was asking the girls at work about some superstitions today that they had heard. And one of them said that she was always told that if you wanted to basically put some hoodoo on your man, that make him spaghetti and put when it's that time of the month and drip like a driplet of oh, your gosh. menstruation into the tomato sauce, into the pasta sauce, and have him eat it. And then he oh. will be, like, obsessed with you. Ew. But, like, her – she always Gagging. heard that people do that. Yeah. And then another one said that her grandmother oh my God. on um, New Year's always – a woman could not walk in her house before a man. The man had to walk in first or it would curse her house. Ugh. I'm like, really? My grandma just told us don't sleep on your back. Or what else did she say? She I mean, There's too many. There's too many. Well, I looked that up and there's research that confirms that people have – Yeah, I pulled it up on here. Let me find out what her name what? is. It's a, it's a real, real thing. He's a researcher. Calvin Kai Ching Yu, PhD. Stomach sleepers have the most erotic dreams, first of all. And they believe it's because there's more pressure on their front, the front of their body, you know, more. (laughs) And if you change your sleep position, your dreams might change too, but he doesn't recommend it. Sleeping in unfamiliar or natural sleep positions interferes with your sleep. So each position can interfere with your dreams or influence them. Side sleeping is the most common position, and side sleepers experience more positive dreams and fewer nightmares. That's a lot. Than left side sleepers. So right side had more positive, left side more negative. Which side do you sleep on? I switch. I switch. I switch. I'm a side sleeper. Sometimes I will sleep on my back. If my neck is hurting, I'll sleep on my back for a little bit, like to go to sleep. But then Mm. I always wake up like on my side. And people that have heartburn or GERD, hi, that's me. Doctors say the left side is best, which makes sense. So if you have GERD and you're sleeping on your right side, that could be causing you the bad dreams. And sleeping on your right side may cause you to dream of swallowing or burning. Okay. Yeah. So sleeping on your back may lead to lower back pain, 
and could cause other problems that may alter your dreams. The face-up position may lead to snoring, encourage sleep apnea, and interfere with restful sleep. Studies have shown that people who sleep on their backs experience more nightmares and find it harder to remember their dreams. See? Our grandparents knew. Yeah, and breathing-related disorders like sleep apnea have been found to have significant impacts on your dreams. So, and it says... Regardless of your dreams, avoid sleeping face down with your face against the pillow. Like, yeah, don't die. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't do that. Uh, but so, I mean, the, it came from somewhere. Like, that's it all has an origin. Exactly. Like studies show, yeah, there's something to sleeping on your back could cause. Not always, but. Hmm. Mm. Well, I'm going to give you some superstitions from around the world. Cool. I have 13 of them. Ooh. So buckle up. So in Poland. When there is a death, you should bury the body before the next Sunday or another death in your circle will soon follow. Golly, with the rules, it's a lot of work. I'm telling you. So in Spain, Tuesday the 13th is considered incredibly unlucky. Mm -mm. Not Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. You never travel or get married on this day. And the film is actually translated to Tuesday the 13th in Spain. Are you serious? Yes. That's funny. I had no idea. In Italy, it's Friday the 17th. And you also do not wear purple on this day. So you'd have to shave your head. (laughs) (laughs) Also, to shake the bad luck away, women are supposed to grab their left breast with their right hand and shake it. Wait, to do what? To get rid of bad luck. You're supposed to grab your breast and then then shake it. (laughs) And men... Are supposed to do the same thing, but grab your change purses instead. (laughs) Hilarious. So in Brazil, they say do not point at a star or you will get a wart on your finger. Well, I don't need to do that. No, no more. I'm not risking it. Don't risk it. In Vietnam, you never sleep with your makeup on or a demon might think you're one of them. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Lord. I fall asleep with my makeup on. You don't ever do that? If I did that, I'd break out like nobody's business. Really? I can't sleep with – yeah. No, nope. I'm I terrible. can't do it. So in Mexico, they say do not hang mirrors facing one another because this opens up a doorway for the devil. Oh. So don't hang them like a cross. Yeah. Huh. Filipino culture says never go home right after a funeral or else a bad spirit may tag along and come inside your house. So you're supposed to stop at like a restaurant or something. Never Ditch go straight it. home. Okay. Yeah. I'll shake it out at Walmart or whatever. Restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So in Lithuania, whistling indoors summons demons. Wow. It's a lot of demon stuff. The Netherlands say, don't sing at a table. It means you're singing to the devil for your food. And I asked, I was asking the girls at work and one of them said, I've heard that. Oh. To not sing at the table. So in her family, Hmm. they never sing happy birthday around the table. Really? They'll sing like at the counter with the cake or somebody holding the cake and around that, but they Mm -hmm. never, they never do that. Which is interesting. Yeah. All right. In Britain and the U.S., you're supposed to say rabbit, rabbit. The first of every month for good luck. Okay. I've never heard of that. Never heard of that I've either. I've certainly never done that. Yeah. Rabbit, rabbit on the first. Ugh. In Japan, 
They say, hide your thumbs when you pass by a graveyard <sighs> to protect your parents from death. Which uh-huh. is kind of creepy, but also something funny to say with your kids, maybe. Hey, there's a cemetery. Hide your thumbs. I don't yeah. know. Did you remember do any of that when you were a kid? Like, hold your breath. Hold your and breath. I or lift s- your feet up when you go over a bridge or I something never did like that, that. But still, when I notice a cemetery and I still hold my breath, I don't. Or I, grab a button. Have you ever I do that? I that. Uh-uh. Mm, well, we would do that. Grab yeah, a button. I'll hold my breath. But just because it's. I don't know why. See? I don't know why. Well, in Japan, it's hide your thumbs. Mm-hmm. It, you know, That's you, easier than holding my breath because some of these cemeteries are big. Well, and I'm fat, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm passing the Arlington Cemetery, I'm not um, holding my no, breath. I'm falling yeah, out. I'll hold my thumbs. So in Turkey, chewing gum at night apparently is the equivalent of chewing on the flesh of the dead and is a bad omen. Ooh. And number 13. In Sweden, Sweden, it's bad luck to put your keys on a table, like your car keys. Oh. In the old days, this is how prostitutes <gasps> would attract clients. So well, they Samuel would, puts his keys on the table whore, all the time. Sam, and he's Swedish. That's why I left it for number 13, because I knew Sam was Swedish. <laughs> there you are. So there are my superstitions. And if you guys have any, which I'm sure everybody does. Yeah. Tell us all. We want a mega thread on this. We love weird stuff. So give it to us. We do. And maybe we'll share it on Wacky Wednesday or something. Oh, that would be good. We've gotten some emails and we've had enough now to where we've been able to read two at least. And we have a third one for next week. I love it. So if you have a weird tale, like a ghost story, a spooky story, superstition, superstition, something creepy your grandma told you, tell us. And it's fun to talk about at the end of episodes for palate cleansers. I love it. It's a good segue. So since we talked about Boogeyman, Mm. I made a top 10 scariest movie boogeyman. Dun, dun, dun. These are mine. Are these your personal? These are mine. Oh my gosh, it's your personal list. This I is, made a list. Okay, let's take a picture and send that to me. Okay. Because I'll forget to listen back. I'll be are like, where was that? What minute? Yeah, send it to me. Okay. Man, I'm going to have to make a post of that. You need to set up your top 10. Gosh, I don't. Number I don't 10. Know. Hold on. Number 10. That's the least. Least. Okay. I have no idea what you're going to say. Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. It was creepy. Yeah. And also reminded me a lot of like the alien. Yeah. With the lovely Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. But yes. And I can't pronounce this next guy. He was the booger from Sinister. Starts with this like boogle. Mm. He was like the booger in Sinister. Man. He like didn't have a mouth. Yeah, I remember I had the to picture. Look him up. I don't know his name. We'll have to post the pictures for these mm-hmm. too. Number eight, Krampus. Ooh, that's scary. That's a scary boogeyman. That's a good one. I like. I like Krampus. It was scary though. Yeah. Number seven, the Babadook. That's creepy as fuck. I need to rewatch that. It's creepy. I feel like I didn't appreciate it when I watched it, and every I'm like, was it that scary? I don't know. It was I need cr- to rewatch definitely it. creepy. Number six, Jeepers Creepers. Mm. That I don't like a flying booger. <laughs> I don't like a flying booger. Period. Oh. Number five, the lipstick demon from Insidious. 
The lipstick demon. He's the demon that's got like the red lips that's standing behind what's oh his my, face. I'm gonna have to start. start I put a lot looking. of thought into this. I'm you telling have. you, these are not like your no. your. Oh, they're coming up. Don't don't okay, be fooled okay, by the rocks okay. that I got. They're coming. Oh, you're still Jenny. Number four, Jason Voorhees. Okay, wait. I'm gonna guess the four. Okay. Okay, four. Jason Voorhees. Yes. I think your number one's gonna you don't have don't confirm or deny. I think your number one's gonna be Michael Myers. Your number two Oh, I'm torn. I think <laughs> Freddy Krueger. That's what I'm talking about. Freddy Krueger. Who the who would be your second? Freddy Krueger? Is Freddy your second? Oh, who would who would it be? I'm missing one. I don't know. Okay, continue. Okay, number three is Michael Myers. <gasps> oh my gosh, I thought it would be number no, one. He is my number three. Inch- is it because he's so damn slow and he's focused on a sister mostly? I mean, just don't get in the way of his freaking don't, sister. Just give, him, give him a sister. He's good. Number two is Freddy. Freddy freaks me out. Freddy is scary as fuck. I agree. That's Freddy ranks high on my list. He talks a lot. He you have to sleep. Everyone has this sleep. Yeah. He's, and that's when he gets you. He's scary. Yeah, I agree. Number one, who I, in my personal opinion, think is, is honestly terrifying. I'm also basing this not off the new one, but the old one. Candyman. Pennywise. Oh, Pennywise. The old one that came out. The old Stephen King made-for-TV movie. Stephen Curry, right? Tim Curry. Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry is a basketball player, and how you fucking pulled that out of your ass when you don't even know sports? He's cute. I know the cute. He ones. is cute. He is cute. This is definitely not him. That's this is Tim Curry. My bad. Yes. That's what I. That's you, exactly. never gets a name right. Oh my god. <laughs> but he Tim, was Tim Curry. Terrifying. I agree. I was as a kid, mm-hmm. boogeyman. This is what I'm basing this stuff on. Like these things were. These were scary. Honorable mentions are the nun from all mm-hmm. the spooky movies. But I'm like, is she really a boogeyman? I mean, I guess she could be. She's a boogie woman. Yeah, I guess. Because certain movies scare me a lot. But I'm like, is that technically right. like the strangers? Those three people. But they're not. That's, that's why terrifies I didn't pick, like, me. a boogeyman that like kills people. I mean, John Wick, is he a boogeyman? No. But yeah, Keanu Reeves kills a lot of people. But he's not a boogeyman. Yeah. Also, the guy from Pan's Labyrinth that has the eyeballs in his hands, yes. the old white guy. I should have been that for Halloween. It's Is not it too late. Put some eyeballs. It's not too just late. Just do a cheap version for like Thursday because yeah. I need an extra costume. Uh, I'm like, just those cheap dollar store goodies. That is eyes. so scary. That is. That's a really good one. So there's my top 10 scary movie boogeyman. I do have to say I love, and you're right, I don't know. I can't think of his name. Skarsgård, the one that's in the newer. Oh, all the Skarsgårds are so hot. Well, he's Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. I like him as an actor. I do too. I did not love his Pennywise. Well, it wasn't that it was a bad Pennywise. I wasn't scared. I thought he was annoying. I'm like, oh my yes. God. It's the, laugh. the laughing. He, he, he was too yeah. just. He, you oversold it. It was too, yeah, you're right. It We're like Siskel and Ebert over here. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I like him as an actor and right. some people might have liked, but I'm like, okay, this is just, give me a break the, with your he The old one? I completely the, agree with the you. The grouchy voice. That. The pulling, the the blood in the back. All he wasn't the, as mouthy. He wasn't as, yeah. And just the look, which I always thought he was an incredible actor and everything 
Rocky Horror. The Golden State Warriors basketball. <laughs> like she's like, when he played for college and he dunked that ball. <laughs> he's talking, he can't dunk. You're no, like, I don't he's know. He's not a bad guy. He's not a he's bad guy. Threes. He's still playing. He's still His little you, daughter yeah. Riley. I know a lot about you him. You really do. <laughs> but I think he was in it. <laughs> no, this was not him. This was not him. But yeah, he oh, was super creepy. So yeah, the old gosh. Pennywise. That's a good list. So there's my list of Boogamans. That's really good. Oh, now I want to know everyone's list. I want to know all the things. Blow up our inbox. Blow it up. You don't have to give us 10. Give us two. Give us three. Give us your number one. Number one. Yeah. Ooh, that should be a poll. I'm sure I can create a poll on, well, our patron poll. (sighs) That would be good. Mm Mm-hmm. That's good. What else you got? Nothing? Anything? Um... I have scary movies in my queue to watch. I just started watching one, and it's going to be my Freaky Friday tomorrow, but this is going to come out on Saturday, so you guys will already, already know, know this. So just tell us. Um, what's the deal? It's called Fresh, and it's on it. Hulu. I never heard of it either. I didn't have anything. I forget about Hulu. I, I have right. it, but I have my go-to shows. Sure. I forget about searching Hulu. Yeah. So I Googled, like – top scary movies out right now because uh you said there's not anything that's really out yeah that's you know scary so this one popped up and just uh, i'll try it i'll see if it doesn't get me in the first 10 minutes i can't do a slow burn i can't do it which is why i'm single but anyway slow burns (laughs) i do not like a slow burn and it gripped me immediately and it's really good and it's really what's the word i'm looking for it's not scary booger man. It's scary thriller. This could fucking happen and it's horrifying scary. Mm. So I'll be posting all I'm about intrigued. that tomorrow. It's good. I can't wait to finish I'll watching it. I'll watch it. it. I'll definitely watch that. I started it and I have like an hour left. I had to turn it off. Hmm. But I want to see what happens. It's good. Anyways. So and Halloween comes out. Well, is that today? It came out. It's the 14th. So it'll be, it comes out the 14th. Streaming. Oh, streaming. Mm-hmm. And maybe it comes out today in the 13th. This is the 13th, people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's not Tuesday. I was like, oh my God. No, it's Thursday. Which, oh, which country luck? was that in? Which bad luck in? I'm no kidding. Thursday the 13th. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch that. I still think. We should watch it this weekend. The new Halloween? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I have Peacock. I do too. Let's do it. Let's watch it. I, I'm saying. We could do it. You got to stay home. I will. No, you won't. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> stay we'll tuned. see if we watch it. Anyways, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And you know what else I really want from all of these patrons? I want to see pictures of your Halloween costumes. <gasps> oh my gosh, yes. Send us. We want to see them all. I want to see everything. Even if it's not on I Halloween. I want to see your pets, your kids, your costume. Oh, yeah. I want to see everything. Oh, yeah. If you post it on Instagram, because that's the easiest way to do it, post it on Instagram and tag us and we will share it to our stories. A hundred percent. Even if it's not Halloween, even if it's a work party. Doesn't matter. Whatever. We want to see costumes. Your, yes. Send them our way. Anyways. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Bye. Bye.